Hey everyone, welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. This is Civil Trials, a discussion show for the Murder Board Podcast. I'm your host, Walter, and tonight I am joined with Savannah. Hi. Shelton. Hello. And an extra special guest, Emma Hello. Emery, we've talked about you on so many other podcasts, so now that oh, you're here, welcome. <laughs> Why, thank you. All right, so tonight we are concluding our September Slasher series with uh, Scream 1996. Uh, I am going to get very passionate, but I'm going to try to control myself, but I I love this movie. I'm going to say it right off the bat. I freaking love, It's like one of my favorite movies ever. But uh, before we get into all that, I wanted to ask mainly Shelton and Savannah, because they've been throughout this series. Um, after watching all of these slasher movies, has your opinion changed or softened to the slasher subgenre or? No, it has not. <laughs> A little bit. See, I have some sort of victory there. I know, Savannah, I, you sound like you're still scarred from th- uh, Friday the 13th. You just know how I feel about slashers in general, and then it just, <laughs> just kind of piled up. It's just stupid. Yeah, honestly, I'm very glad I wasn't on Friday the 13th, because I feel like that movie was garbage. It was fucking horrible, Shelton. You said yourself <laughs> lucky. I've always liked Friday the 13th, personally. The, the original? Yeah, the original. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Personally, I like it. That is like the Wasn't um, that the first movie Johnny Depp was ever in? No, that's the Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday yeah. 13th oh, wait, had Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I get them mixed up all the time too. <laughs> oh yeah. shit, we're talking about Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you like slasher movies? Like, what's your favorite type of like subgenre so, of horror? Well, you already know that I like the paranormal stuff. I like jump scares. But Slasher is probably, like, towards the bottom. Oh, my God. But I still still watch them, though, because I just watch horror movies, you know? It's just something to do. They're not that bad. I mean, they just don't, like, scare me. Like, I don't know. When they have, like, a twist to the end, that's, like, cool and all. But, like, they don't really, like, scare me, you know? Oh, my God. I I do think (laughs) for Slasher's... um, the only reason I've changed to like a they're they're decent is because the ones that actually have a story to it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Because uh, this this season specifically, we've gone through like the the historic and how the slasher kind of evolved into itself. And tonight we're gonna discuss how it's gonna pretty much make fun of itself. And, but also honor itself at the same time. But uh, just so a recap, we did Psycho from 1960. After that, we did Black Christmas from 1973. Then we did uh, Halloween from 1978. And then A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. And now we're here in the 90s with uh, Scream 1996. Uh, so Savannah Shelton, mainly Shelton, though, well, out of, the, out of those movies, which one was your favorite? Um... My favorite one, I think, honestly, uh, a tie between, like, Halloween and Scream. Oh, okay. Oh, God, Halloween. I don't remember if you liked Black Christmas or not, but I'm trying to remember. I fucking hated Black Christmas. Okay, there it is, yeah. I did not like that movie. All right. And we already know Savannah doesn't like Friday the 13th. Uh, (laughs) 
is there do you have a favorite out of this list though savannah if whether you've seen it uh nightmare because i like freddy krueger and he is the only exception i will give out of these slashers because he's oh my god i'm sorry but like i couldn't take nightmare on elm street seriously it's, I really could. He's creepy. He's. Creepy. I feel like it's more of a no, joke. It's... Like, I feel like that's one of the like funniest ones out of the like, yeah. killers. I feel that... like Freddy Krueger is definitely one yeah. of the like. I mean, in one of the scenes, like at the towards the beginning when he kills that first chick, it's like he chops the finger off. Yeah. And it cuts to a woman. And she's like ah, and it cuts back and he's like ah. Uh, like funny. I don't shit. know. Yeah, I mean that first movie, Freddy is. I think he's very menacing, but he does end up becoming a comedian as the series goes on. Yeah. But that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, last thing I'm going to last thing I'm gonna say before we move into before we take a break and then move into the movie facts for Scream. Um, again, like I said, I'm gonna get a little passionate here, but so Scream is, uh, you know, I'll, it's directed by Wes Craven. But it's also written by a guy named Kevin Williamson. Uh, Wes Craven gets a lot of credit for this movie. But uh, it's really Kevin Williamson that brought this to life. He's the writer, the original writer. And he kind of helped shape this movie. And the reason I take a lot of inspiration from it is because it's his writing that I just am drawn to. And I've kind of like adapted it and made it my own. Uh, You know, we'll discuss it in this movie. But his like self-awareness. It's just what I love and how like relatable char- he makes characters and just how like like extra meta and smart like you know I it's very hard to explain but it's just where I'm drawn to uh you know he does it with uh, drama he does it with a little bit of comedy there's a little bit of comedy in this movie so I'll I'll definitely get into that but you know we've always had those conversations about our taste in comedy and I feel like. Kevin Williamson as a writer screen specifically displays my my comedic sense like the type of comedies I like you know there's you know it's it's kind of sort of uh close to family guy but not really uh to me it's kind of like a it's kind of what South Park kind of does but they they're more mean-spirited in my eyes and then Rick and Morty I think is the closest they've done it well but again those are all cartoons but as if like real like people live action type stuff his his writing is definitely what i model my writing after and you no know, in character dialogue whenever i have dialogue it's just you know just the the constant referencing of different things but it's also like it hints at theme and also hints at um you know character development and plot so that that whole thing is just i just love it so i love you kevin williamson if you ever hear this you know, if I ever get to meet you before you die, uh, I love I love you. Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> uh, that's all I had to say for this uh, as of right now. Um, we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna get into the to the a lot of info on Scream. That's why she always outsmarted the killer in the big chase scene at the end. Only virgins can do that. Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't. Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no no! Big no! I'm a dead man. Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. 
No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh. You see, you push the laws and you end up dead. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. All right, so we're back, and we're gonna. I'm gonna get into the the basic movie facts about Scream. Uh, you guys know the drill. Just you know, comment whenever you feel necessary. But uh, Scream came out in December of 1996. It's directed by Wes Craven, famous for The Last House on the Left and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Written by Kevin Williamson. He's also famous for uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Teaching Miss Tingle, Dawson's Creek. And I found this out earlier today, but he did. He also did some work on Vampire Diaries. So I might oh, need to go what? check that. Yeah, I might need to go back and check that. Um, but yeah, that's what yeah, So kudos. Uh, the film stars David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Jamie Kennedy, Skeet Ulrich, and Drew Barrymore. Featuring the voice of Roger L. Jackson as the voice of Ghostface. And the plot goes as such. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets her and her friends by using horror films as a part of his deadly game. Uh, the film's budget was between 14 to 15 million. And its box office intake was uh, $173 million. Yeah, it was a it's a bit of a sleeper hit, but it 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 coming out in December really helped it as it went on to the to the new year. Um, all right, so here's just some bonus facts about the movie that you probably that you guys probably didn't know. Uh, Kevin Williamson first dawned on this idea for this movie after watching a true crime documentary on the Gainesville Ripper. Yes, technically this movie is a true crime movie because it's based on uh, actual murders. Um, he also included his passion for horror movies and his signature self-aware style. But a uh, quick history on the Gainesville Ripper. He, uh, his name is actually Daniel Holland. He was a serial killer who murdered five college students in Gainesville. And you guessed it, Florida, in, uh, in the, over the course of four days in late August of 1990. Overall, after being caught, he confessed to committing eight murders, including an attempted murder on his own father. Rowling was sentenced to death for the five murders in 1994. He was executed by lethal injection in 2006, though. So, um, uh, also another, some uh, more, more little facts about the movie. The original title for Scream is Scary Movie. Quick question. Yeah. Is that why they have the parodies Scary Movie? Like, yes. Is that why they named it that? Yeah, this, the same company would uh, later release Scary Movie. So, yeah, they kind of oh. took the title. Yeah, um, fucking hilarious. And I love Scary Movie more than I do Scream. Just really? Scary movies. Yes. <laughs> that first one is really good, though. I won't lie. I fucking love Scary Movie. Yeah, I just fucking love Scary Movie. It's so fucking funny. I don't. I was, I was trying to figure out while watching this movie, like, what's the better title, Scream or Scary Movie? But I guess it worked out in the end for both, because... Uh, the the title comes into play in Scream, while Scary Movie you kind of I don't know you feel like if you're going to see a movie called Scary Movie you you know what you're gonna get but it's because of that title that a lot of people that they approached the director thought it was an actual comedy like a, a real comedy uh so that brings us to Wes Craven originally said no but it wasn't until Drew Barrymore was cast originally at Sydney that he finally accepted the director's job. 
And right before they started filming, Drew Barrymore uh, got the idea to pull a psycho and switch her role from Sydney to Casey, which prompted them to cast Nev Campbell. And uh, that's all I got. Quick, any any quick thoughts before I continue on here? Cindy is the only fucking character in a slasher that I appreciate. Cindy's oh. a fucking queen. Fuck oh, I, I was not expecting that. All right. I can't wait to talk about it then. Uh, I, I like Casey, though, at the beginning there. I like Casey. She tried. Casey. Casey, uh, no. <laughs> well, no. She likes Mark <laughs> 1, but not as cool. We'll talk about it. All right, so um, I'm going to dip into the franchise really quickly. It's really short because it's only, uh, you know, four movies. But all right, so right after the, the success of Scream, they immediately came out with, they rushed a sequel with Scream 2. That came out in 1997. And then uh, right after that, uh, although the movie was successful, a lot of critics kind of digged into it. So they waited a while. And in 2000, we got Scream 3 which is, I think, is considered the worst one, but it's still a very good movie, honestly. But, yeah, quality-wise, I think out of them, it's the worst one. But uh, years later, we got Scream 4. That came out in 2011, and that was also Wes Craven's final movie before he passed. So, R.I.P. And then uh, a little, a couple years later, we got the MTV uh, Scream series. That lasted from 2015 to 2018, uh, it's three seasons. The first two seasons are connected with a third rebooted season. Uh, I plan on doing a separate podcast on that because I have a lot to say on it. I've rewatched all three seasons this past month, and uh, I was already a big fan of it when it was on TV. I was the only one rooting for it. So people out there listening, uh, everyone on this podcast pretty much disagrees with me. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good, clever show that was uh adapted really well but uh i'll get into a lot of details on that podcast uh right now it's just me and shelton on there but hopefully that happens <laughs> but yeah i i really liked it uh i thought i think it should have lasted longer with that original uh cast from season one and two it should have at least got six seasons at the at the most it should have got six seasons at the least i think it could have sustained four uh, just be and I had my proof for that is because How to Get with Murder lasted six seasons and both the shows are very similar. So, well, at least again, those first two seasons. That third season is uh, it's more of a holiday hol- holiday special, I think. Yeah. It's a Halloween special. Yeah, uh, that is the worst season. I'm already say that uh, after rewatching it, it, it is it does not hold up. But those first two seasons, I think they I think this, the whole show was just treated unfairly, and it also got caught up in the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, which also messed up its opportunities for it to be great. But, uh, so yeah, R.I.P. to that show. It should have lasted a lot longer. But, um, Scream isn't dead. We actually have uh, an upcoming movie that is filming now. We have Scream 5, or I think the title, the official title is now Just Scream. They're pulling a, a Halloween 2018. Um, so that movie is scheduled to come out January 14th, 2022. It's being directed by Matt Bernarelli and o- o- Tyler Gillette. They're also known as Radio Silence. They actually came from YouTube. So there's a story there. We'll get into it when that movie comes out. But that is a, a really great success story. Um, and also a big old middle finger to anyone on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, usually it is. 
Yeah, so uh, so far they have directed only about three movies, so I'm I'm really surprised how they got to Scream. But uh, so far they've only done a segment on an anthology horror movie called VHS. That was back in 2012. Yeah. Y'all saw VHS? I yeah. I think they did the Halloween part of that, but I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think I, I ever saw it. It was just random ass videos of like that one girl was like crazy bitch at the end. In the um, it the was like the hotel got, like, room. Wings and shit. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I seen it. Yeah. Oh wow. I I I don't think I've ever saw it, but uh yeah. They also came out with Devil's Due in 2014. I did watch that, and that was absolutely terrible. One of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen. I think it's found footage, too, but... Oof. Uh, very terrible movie. But as of recently, they came out with uh, Ready or Not from uh, last year, 2019. That is an excellent movie, and it's that movie alone that I that I believe that, yeah, these guys deserve to helm Scream. Because that movie is pretty much Scream, but if you add in a satanic element to it, during a wedding that is that is the legit that's legit the movie it's scream with a satanic element during a wedding so it's on hbo i'm gonna say right now it's on hbo max right now go watch it it's worth your time i think it's a little over long overly long but it, it's worth it especially the ending it's awesome but uh scream five the cast as of right now consists of uh the four main or really the five main characters that are coming back from us that survived Scream 4 is Nev Campbell as Sydney. They got Courtney Ooh. Cox, David Arquette, and uh, Marley Shelton. If you've seen Scream 4, you know she played the deputy to uh, Dewey's character and the kind of pseudo love interest, maybe cheating subplot. Uh, I would have to go back and watch Scream 4 to really understand that. But yeah, she had a, a she had an important role in that movie, so I'm glad she's coming back. Uh, Roger L. Jackson is coming back as the voice of Ghostface. But we do have a new cast, Jenna Ortega. She's mostly known for, uh, she played the little sister in You Season 2, and she just recently did uh, The Babysitter 2. Uh, all Both of those are on Netflix. She's really good, so I'm happy she's in the movie. Uh, Jack Quaid from The Boys. He's having a uh, very successful career right now. We have Dylan Manette from 13 Reasons Why and Don't Breathe. He's in there. Uh, Mason Gooding, uh, he's in a movie called Booksmart. If you haven't seen Booksmart, go watch it. It's amazing. And uh, it's a really good comedy. Billy Lord's in there too, Shelton. So you might be Ooh. interested. Uh, <laughs> Billy Lord. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a really good movie. It's it's like super bad for nerdy girls. So that's the, that's the thing that that tracks. But uh, yeah, Mason Gooding. He's kind of the antagonist in that movie. He's also in Love Victor, and he's also kind of sort of the antagonist. So my bet is that he's probably going to play the same type of character. And maybe he's the killer. That's my bet right now. We also have uh, Kyle Garner. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. But I mostly know him from A Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake from 2010. He played the Glenn character. Uh, Quentin, I believe it was his name. But he's also, he played the Flash on Smallville for a while, while that show was on. And he's most recently been in American Sniper. And then also rounding out the cast, we got Melissa Bree, Sonia Ben Armour. And Jasmine Savory Brown. I didn't mean it. Savory. <laughs> yep. Uh, the film, they are currently filming in North Carolina as we speak. They started like last week. So um, there, there are pictures out there. I definitely can't wait for this movie. I don't know about y'all, but this seems very exciting. And I'm happy that 
Scream is finally getting another stab at the big screen. Are, are you are you proud of what you did there? Yes, yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> a lot of stab references. A lot of stab references. I'm gonna tell oh, you. Oh God. So, um, how you guys feel about Scream Five coming out soon, or you know, just any thoughts on the franchise, really? Um, I don't know. Generally, uninterested, but I'll probably end up watching it anyway. The TV show's mediocre. I really like the third season, though. I've only watched the first since in the third night. I didn't really like the first, so I didn't go to the second. Uh, the movies, I've, the only one of note that there, it's ever been for me has been the first one. Really? But I, I like the first one. All right. Savannah? Um, well, you know how I feel about stuff that's being, like, agged on for years and years and years. <laughs> yes, go back to Friday 13 with Just those 12 <laughs> movies. Just He's let done. it go. Just let it go. It's okay. I mean, it's um, only five movies, though. That's five too fucking many. Like, you don't need five fucking screen movies. It's ridiculous. You don't need it. He's dead. What about the TV show? I don't think you ever were interested in it. I was not because I wasn't really interested in, like, in the movie. So. Well, after watching this first movie, has your mind changed? Uh, no. Not really. I mean, yeah. I like the movie, but I just, you know how I feel about slashers. It, it, it's, it's for somebody who literally got his ass beat the entire movie. It was so easy to take him out. I don't know why it took so long. <laughs> he got his ass beat the whole fucking movie. The fucking whole movie, man. We did a backflip over a fucking. At one point, it screamed to him when in, in the garage scene, it screamed over him, and he was literally upside down. Yes, yeah. All rose upside down up on the wall. After she flipped his ass, she would have lived. Dude, Look, like Yeah, these there's some I think the fourth one is the only time he's actually like agile, but I get you're you're working with younger characters there, but yeah, Ghostface does he's very clumsy. But uh I, I clumsy. No, 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 that's the word. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Emma Ray, what about you? Personally, I don't remember the Scream movies <laughs> very well. I just remember the cop being the bad guy, but that was apparently the parody. <laughs> that was... That was <laughs> oh, okay. Doofy or uh, Doofus. What the fuck is they like? Doofy. 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 Um, was it Doofy or Doofus? I don't know. It was Doofy. But... It was like... Play. I don't know. <laughs> um... And Scream, the TV show, um, well, seriously, it was, it was okay. I think it was really cheesy. I did not like the lesbian girl. Nothing against uh, lesbians, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to you might want to be careful there. What was her name? Audrey. 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 Yeah, Audrey yeah, was. She sucked. I hated her. She was a bad act. I think she's a bad actress just in general. And she kind of killed it for me. So it just kind of pissed me off. That's so weird. I thought she was like one of the best ones. No. She was a tryhard. She way too into that whole like, uh, I'm a loner, um, goth kid. Uh, everyone hate I hate everyone. Uh. No, that's Beth from season three. I'm telling you right now, that's Beth, and I absolutely it hate it. It felt like Audrey. I, I liked I Beth, though, because she was like that, but she was actually believable. It's like no. she just didn't give a shit, at least. But Audrey no. was like, 
nobody understands me. Uh, again, no. <laughs> uh, again, I'm gonna save. I'm saving it for another podcast. Hopefully, I'll be able to get it out sometime in October. But I, again, I prefer the first two seasons. I think season one is passable. I think season two was the best. Season two was the best out of that whole series. They, you know, season one I think is hindered by production value. They didn't have a lot of money. Their first, there a lot of them are first time actors. With the exception of the girl that plays Audrey, she's actually, I thought she was actually one of the best ones on there, but definitely the main girl, Emma, she she needed some work. Season two was a lot better. I feel like while it was a lesser body count, it was, they really were able, they really got into the groove of things and how the show would be. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's where I see four seasons was from season two. I was like, they, they knew what they were doing by the time they got to season two. And then they, they got screwed up. I think season three is the worst while it does emphasize on diversity and there's a weird theme about social justice in there. It's, you know, a lot of people are like, a lot of complaints that I heard for the show when it first came out was like for Scream fans that it didn't feel like Scream. And I was like, it kind of does. And I'll explain it in that podcast how, but you know, season three, they were like, we're going to fix it. It's Scream again. We got the mask and you know, we got the phone calls and it's Scream again. And I'm like, no, this is not Scream. This is the Breakfast Club with the serial killer. And it's not even good. So I think season three was just rushed and it's the worst. But season two is the best one. But you can't watch season two without season one. And I think season two, season one is passable. It, it made a point And I appreciate that. So that's all I'm going to say right now. But I actually have a lot to say. I have like. Let you know the preview of my 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 phone notes. It's one. It's the longest notes I've ever like had. Like, I I went heavy into it. I went very. But I I I am destined to redeem this show. It is. It was. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. All right. So we're gonna take another break and then we're gonna actually get into the 1996 movie screen. Hello? Hello? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now, he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, what? This me. Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. You get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. He didn't make the rules. The police are always off track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. 
All right, let's talk about Scream. Uh, we begin, the movie begins in pitch black, and we hear a scream. It's possibly Sydney's mom from a year earlier. But we actually begin with uh, Casey Becker slash Drew Barrymore in that god-awful sweater and whatever the, what are the light blue pants? uh this i this is an iconic sequence here i love it but i want to see how you guys feel before i go into it it's very like iconic i i guess iconic because i mean with scream if you've never seen it you at least know about her part of the movie (laughs) so props to uh, drew barrymore yeah I, I can agree with it, it being iconic, honestly, because even though I haven't, like, fully, I've never fully watched through Scream, like, the first, the, really any of the movies, I still knew, like, 95% of that full sequence. It is so sad when her parents get home, though. Like, oh. that little ending part. Yes. After she gets her throat slit and is, like, calling for her mom. That was so fucking sad, that whole last part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's <laughs> Casey. I can't like, bitch, you gonna clap your hands? That's what I would have. like. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm over here. I absolutely love this this whole entire sequence. It's so quotable. I damn near know it like verbatim, but I have to be watching it in order to like really get the lines. But like, I love how like subtle it is and how like it starts off so kind of like unassuming and then things just like ramp up really quickly like it escalates really fast like mm-hmm. he was playing no games with her and then again he was but like still uh my favorite i think my favorite moment of this whole entire opening like opening is when you know he asked her you know what's your favorite scary movie you know do you like scary movies yeah what's your favorite scary movie uh what's you say uh halloween yeah. And then she lifts up the knife and then puts it back and I'm like, ah, ah, I get it. That yeah. see, like I just love, I love that that little like, just just the subtle like details of this whole thing. You know, I also like that she's kind of smart. She goes and immediately locks the doors when she's, uh, you know, why do you want to know my name so bad? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. Immediately goes to lock the door. Like, she tried. She tried her best. Wasn't smart enough. Last yeah. door didn't stand a chance against that chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it that yeah. The only thing that like her downfall, I think it's a lot of this movie. My only, I have a few complaints about it, and that being that everyone is so far away from each other. Like every house is this big fortress, and yet it's it, like it's in the middle of nowhere. Like so, how do they all get to school? Why is the bus drive all the way to their houses when it's so far away? <laughs> like it just seems so unnecessary public yeah. transport and all it's a school bus Shelton <laughs> it's free true <laughs> but uh, another another part that I absolutely love every time and it makes me laugh honestly but like when she's on the phone and she's like I'm gonna call the police and then hangs up and then he immediately rings like <laughs> bro it's <laughs> Again, like like you said, going back to that though, it really does escalate really fast. It's like <laughs> I'm flirting with you on the phone. You hang up on me one more time, bitch. I'm gonna gut you like a pig. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's awesome. All right, so let's get to her actual death. And 
this is where I'm going to also bring up the direction because, uh, okay, so I'll, I'll ask you guys this, and Emery, you can chime in if you want to, but uh, did, so I don't know, again, I don't know, I, I, Sheldon, this was your first time watching the movie Scream? Fully, yes. And then Savannah, this is also your like first time watching it fully, or I've seen it like before, like bits and pieces. I've been up, like I knew the movie. All right, so y'all went in knowing that there were two killers. I knew exactly who the killers were. Yeah, exactly. It's it's everybody like knows exactly like knows the ending. Yeah. But they don't have to like mm-hmm. watch the movie. They just know because it's I guess it's just a big ass reveal. I don't I don't know how. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's iconic. I think the because there's so many things in this movie that people talk about, you kind of do forget that who the killers are. But uh, just just for just a little clue into my experience before I continue is that I actually saw Scream Four first, and that was back when it came out. I was in Ohio at the time visiting my mom, and we ended up uh, me and a couple like street friends when they ended up, we ended up all seeing it. And so that was my exposure to Scream. And then after that, is when I got back to Tennessee, I ended up going back and watching the franchise. And around the same time, they announced the show. So everything kind of lined it up for me. So I actually didn't know when I first watched the first movie who the killers were. I, I And it's so funny because in Scream 4, they are referenced towards the end. And I'm like, all right, so who are they talking about? And But when I watched the first movie, I was like, oh, I get it now clever but uh <laughs> yes so what i wanted to bring up is that i wanted to see if you guys noticed like how the killers are operating and i know i told savannah to specifically to see if she can catch it but like you know this the beginning here tells you that it's two people like it they there's so many subtle ways they tell you that it's two guys outside of her house yeah because I, I think the definitely what gave it away was when he was like are we in the, am I at the patio or the front door? And it's like, okay, so that that means there's one watching the front and one watching the back. Yep. Yeah, I love it. So clever. Um, I guess I'll ask you this now. Um, during the killings, did you try and play the game of like, okay, who's actually in the costume at this time and who's not in the costume at this time? I did. I tried to pick up of like which one it was going back and forth between the boyfriend and the his friend i was like i don't know i was like i don't know which one that is i feel like you can kind of tell you kind of can like if you can like piece together like where each person was last like what they're doing or what they said they're about to do yeah and each one kind of acts different like it seems the boyfriend is seems more serious and to the point like he knows he he's going for he's usually more going for the kill while the other one toys with the people a lot more Yes, I yes, guess, indeed. I guess they're both uh, clumsy as fuck, then. No. No. It's, it's well, the goofy clumsy, really. Yeah, it's it's Stu that takes the most, like, goofier, like, you know, he's the, he runs a little wider. He's They both take good hits, though. I think Billy, Billy, we, whenever... It's our fucking movie. So well, was, yeah, Stu, no. was Stu the killer more? Because that motherfucker fell every time he tried to kill somebody. Yeah, so here's how you can tell who is who. Whenever Ghostface lifts up, like, okay, for instance, in the beginning, um, it's Billy killing Casey. It's it's Billy in the costume. 
I know I think they're both in the costume at the beginning, but it's really that gets like the final blow because Billy yeah. holds his knife in one hand. I think it's usually his right hand. While Stu, he again, he toys with them more and he but Stu, whenever he goes for the kill, he lifts up his knife and he's holding it with both hands. Uh, so it's kind of like the whole Inception, is he wearing the wedding ring type deal? But again, it's just how layered this movie is. I found this out like earlier this week, too, from a YouTube video. I don't forget the guy, but shout out to that guy who pointed it out. But yeah, it, it's very clear uh, in the visual and in the audio, too. Uh, I'll explain the audio, how you can also, like, if you listen closely, you can tell who's under the mask uh, when you listen to it, when we get to uh, Sydney's attack. But you know, just so when we talk about this, it's uh, whenever whenever Ghostface uh, stabs with one hand and he also goes to choke the person, uh, like, you know, at the beginning, he, he chokes Casey before he, like, stabs her, really. Uh, it's, yeah. that's, that's Billy. But whenever Ghostface is, like, running a little wild and tripping over stuff, it's, uh, it's Stu because he holds his knife up. And I think Billy is really the one that gets hit in the balls the most. <laughs> Whenever there's a ball hit, I'm pretty sure it's Billy in the costume. Uh, just for clarification, it's not the actors in the costume. It's just, like, the characters. But uh, the person that's actually in the Ghostface costume is actually the same stunt guy for uh, Freddy Krueger in the first, um, throughout that series. So here's your little, another little fun fact. So, yeah, so Casey dies in front of her parents. Uh, again, very sad scene. <laughs> it, it turns so sad. Uh, I hate the fact that they had to be extra petty and string her up in the front yard. Man. <laughs> um, but, uh, Sheldon, I was wondering if you caught this, but probably not. But uh, the dad tells the mom to go to, to the McKenzie's next door while he goes to search <laughs> for Casey. So it's actually a callback to Halloween. Um, in Halloween, during that final chase, Lori tells the kids to go to the McKenzie's while she's fighting Michael. During that first like half of the fight, uh, yeah, no, so that's cool. Yeah, so that's a it, this movie is filled with uh, tons of Halloween callbacks. So that's like the first one. So uh, we we flash forward a couple, I don't know, a couple hours later, maybe before. It's kind of unclear, but we get Sydney and Billy. We start to really get introduced to these characters. Uh, also, I like I like this scene because it mirrors a Nightmare on Elm Street, much like how uh, Billy sneaks in through the window, uh, Johnny Depp sneaks in through the window in the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Also, the two actors look very much alike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is where again, Billy Billy is creepy. How do we feel about Billy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really fine does. as fuck. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's fucking weird. <laughs> to me, Billy is like he's the cool kid, but he's the weird cool kid. Like he's the one that doesn't talk whenever he's in the group. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I, but I love his whole like excuse to be over there because you know, retrospectively, if you're watching this after you've seen the twist and everything, he's really there to create an alibi for himself. But the fact that he goes over there and he's like, I was watching The Exorcist and it made me think of you, Sydney. And I would have been like, what, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> the Exorcist? You think I'm The Exorcist? But yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but no, he's he's com- he's kind of complimenting her by saying that it was the TV version. And it basically he got 
horny and he started thinking about their relationship <laughs> and that uh being with sydney in a sexual way is like watching the tv version of any horror movie mainly the exorcist because they cut all the the good stuff out apparently but uh <laughs> so there's that again i i love how layered and leveled like the many levels of this movie it's operating on so many like Again, you. I guess you. You. I guess you would have to know the references in order to under understand what's happening or what they're saying. But I love it. I love all the dialogue in this. Some of it's a little cringy, but I love it all. We get to the next morning and we get introduced to Gail Weathers. How do we? How do we feel about Gail throughout this movie? I love her. The reporter, right? Yeah, Courtney Cox. Oh. Annoying. You found her annoying. Definitely. I like, like her, but she's kind of scummy. And she annoyed me because it's like you stupid bitch. Like you tried it and then you just fucking epic failed it. You had one job. You didn't know how to <laughs> fucking work guns. See, that's why people need to work know how to work guns. Oh, you're talking about the ending specifically. Yeah. <laughs> it kinda it that kinda did it for me. Really? Yeah. I like it. I like the fact that she's just this relentless reporter though. Like she's she acts nice, but she's really there for her own good. And I'm like, you know what, I can respect that. That's me. I'd do it. She is like the epitome of like a fucking shitty douchebag journalist. Yeah, but she made that. She made those outfits work. Honestly, like anybody who steps outside in a highlighter dress like that, <laughs> you, know, you know they're surviving a horror movie. All that... I know is do we do we save her life? You better get some. Yeah. <laughs> I love that his real name is Dwight though. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, so is Dewey your real name? was actually Dwight, but I got stuck with Dewey. I'm like, you got stuck with the right name, Dwight, really? I'm, I'm skipping around. I didn't even bring up the fact that, like, during that whole Billy and uh, Sydney scene, the dad is downstairs being kidnapped. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed. Oh, yeah. He was just, like, wrapped up in the closet the entire time. Yeah, well, he's he's wrapped up in Stu's house, but at Sydney's house, he's like, I'm getting ready to leave. So Billy comes in, and... I, you know, you have to kind of assume that downstairs, uh, Stu is just like beating this old man and tying him up and putting him in a car because uh, when we skip to the ending, he's wearing the same exact outfit that he did when he was leaving Sydney, like the whole jacket and green shirt. Mm. So, yeah, again, it's a, it's very detailed if you pay attention to it, but yeah, it had to be at this point where. Billy was there to not only create an alibi for himself, but he, <laughs> Stu is kidnapping Sydney's dad and down right downstairs. Uh, also, uh, you know we, we're gonna cover Scream Four at some point, but in Scream Four, the the main like boyfriend character is wearing the same outfit that the dad is wearing in this movie, and that's very important for the plot of that one. But we'll get there in a few years, maybe. But uh, back to back to school, we get introduced to Rose McGowan, or as I like to call her, Rose McBig Tits. I love this character. I like her too. She's I like good. her too. She's really good at this. Mm-hmm. I just hate the like her death scene. That was just such a disappointment. How much it just made me realize why I hate slashers. Also, oh, like her, her chest was through the doggy door, so it doesn't make sense how when it raised up, like somehow. It ends up just being her neck and her arm. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Maybe I should look closer. Yeah, it's like it crushed her neck. Like she fell, like she crawled through it, got her fucking big ass titties to that little cat door. And then as it was like rising her up and then it crushed her neck, 
um, she's hanging literally with her just her head out the um, the little door. Yeah, like I I know how I I can see like visually I I know how she died. I just never caught that her one of her boobs was out the door. No, oh, all she, of them. Oh, they yeah, were both, both of out. Her tits. Yeah, 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 like it, it it was down to below her chest, like her ribs. Well, I can see that, like you know, gravity could pull her back down. Like you could slide back through. Not if she's wedged. Her arm. How her she got arm stuck? Was it. Yeah. Because because mm-hmm. one of her arms were up and out, and the other arm was down. That's why she was stuck. Because her shoulder got caught. Interesting. My so question if, was, why go through the cat door? Babe, she wouldn't be dead. No, yeah, my ass wasn't gonna fit in that little ass cat door. She like, could have fit if she put both of her arms up. That pisses me off, dumbass bitch. Oh my god. I, me personally, I would have just knocked down the garage door. Like, it's the 90s. They're not that heavy. I'd knock down a garage door before. <laughs> yeah, my own garage. Like, I would, if I was in the same situation, even in my, like, in my garage, you can easily just, like, bang on the door and make it bend to the point where you can get out. Like, it's not that hard. But here she decided to go through the cat door. And uh, I, honestly, I just thought a scary movie where the fat girl tried to go through the door. <laughs> And he just kind of sit like looked at her as she was just trying to get out. The entire Bro. movie I watched it, I just think about scary movie, like the references from it. And it's I just love like, scary movie. It just makes me laugh. Yeah, I try not to think about it, but it does. There are some moments I just can't escape from, like the the cat door. I I just can't. Yeah. All she but, had to do was hit that button while he was getting up off them stairs. I'll just tap the button. Garage door start raising. She just fucking crawls through sprints. Done. While the man, yeah, he was literally upside down. Like she could have fucking did that. Yep. By the way, it's Billy in that scene. Fucking dumbass Billy. Yeah, I could tell. He he was more serious. It was yeah, it was no like way. it was like she she said her stuff. He was like, shake my head, shake my head, and he's like, all right, I'm cutting you. <laughs> I love after, it when she cut. After she cut, he cut her. Then it was like, all right, I'm killing you now. I'm done playing these games. Did you guys catch that her and Dewey were siblings? Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's just something that most people, like, miss. But, yeah, they're siblings. I mean, there's a whole scene of them at home. But, like, but still, though, like, I love that Dewey, Dewey still lives at home. But he's, like, a deputy. <laughs> uh, so we also, I, I don't know if you guys got this, too, but, like, the principal would, like, during the school, like the principal would like do with the loud PA, and I guess there's one outside. <laughs> he goes, "Your principal loves you." <laughs> I was like, "What? Huh? Are they allowed to say that?" I, I guess. But yeah, it's weird. Very weird. How y'all feel about the principal? Let's go already. Let's just kind of talk about this guy. Yeah, I'm like, what was up with those scissors? <laughs> he, who, yeah, I feel like he just had a deep dark secret. I feel like they killed him for a reason. We just don't know why. Really? I think that it was all just kind of like, and this will work too. I mean, they had a plan. We'll get into their plan later, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Principal Hembry is kind of a reference himself. Uh, the actor is the the famous Fonzie from whatever show that guy is from. I can't remember the name of it right now. But so, it, you know, him being here is kind of a joke on his own because he's, he's had the reputation of playing the cool guy. And yet in this movie, he's doing nothing but yelling at kids. <laughs> um so let's skip ahead to the the what I, I i again another scene i love which is this water fountain scene it looks like the water fountain from friends but like it's a school so how but uh we got we get pretty much our main cast here we got Stu, randy billy sydney 
and Tatum. Uh, Randy's my favorite. I'll already say it now. He's I I love Randy. Randy is like my spirit animal. Yeah, because love... you. <laughs> yes. Oh God, I love him so much. Uh, we also get. I guess this is our first time meeting Stu too. They I like their little dynamic. How they kind of like joke on each other, but they're kind of on the same level too. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, at first glance, this conversation is just, you know, it's just a conversation. It's really weird. It also sets up more of the plot. But, like, after watching it, you pretty much just got, like, you got Stu pretty much bragging on how he killed Casey. And then Billy's like, hey, look, calm down. Yes. So it's just kind of twisted in that way. Uh, how you guys feel about uh, Randy and Stu and pretty much the main cast here? Uh... I don't why they're friends besides sydney and the other girl i don't understand why any of them are friends they don't seem like they like being around each other yeah they're they're like very insulting the entire movie especially with Stu and randy yeah but i mean like isn't that friends so i guess not i don't know i thought they I were mean, pretty well together i could see I them mean, being friends it, it doesn't tell when it's like each other shit. it feels like they just are very annoyed and don't like each other but are always around each other yeah i, I can see that yeah i I think it's it's pretty clear that the dynamic though, you know, you have two couples and then the like the the third wheeled friend who's pretty much there to just kind of like try and impress the others, but he's so like nerdy. Again, it's kind of the this kind of the Breakfast Club kind of setup, kind of sort of not. Uh, I think it's more it's mostly closer to an Iron Run Elm Street, but yeah. Oh yeah, so Sydney goes home again. Her house is so far away. It looks so far away. But uh, so she goes home. We hear we, she watches the news. Then she decides to take a nap, and then we get a phone call from Tatum. She's on her way. She does a Tom Cruise reference, and then after that, Ghostface call, and we get our first kind of like scare chase scene. How we feel about this scene, guys? Yeah, it's and a I, good scene. Yeah, I love it. I love the. I love her whole like. You know, do you like scary movies? No. Why not? <laughs> you sounded so hurt. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it's also at this point that I wanted to touch on, like, another, again, you can kind of get, you get certain clues in there of who was Ghostface at the time. Uh, during this scene, uh, obviously, I think it's obvious is that it's Stu. Again, you can look at the knife, but as he's running up the stairs, you can kind of hear him, like, go grunting and panting, and I think he says easy, which is something that Stu says later on, I think the next day, when they're at school, when Tatum's hitting him, he says easy, easy. So there's that little Easter egg there. Well, yeah, she gets attacked. Uh, I, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think we ever touched on it yet, but how we feel about Sydney, Miss Sydney Prescott here, our our main character. Like she said, a fucking queen. queen. She just like she's meant to live. Like, dude, don't come for her. You're just gonna get your <laughs> ass beaten and you're gonna get arrested or killed. I just love <laughs> how she's the only like fucking person in a slash movie that knows what the fuck she's doing and is able to live and have common sense. Mhm. Consistent. It's meant to be like that, though. Like obviously, that's how they're gonna do it. It's She's dumb. the main character. But main characters on other slash movies ain't like her. <laughs> Did you not watch the other ones? No, no, no. I mean, usually, um, main characters in other slasher movies, they end up surviving themselves, but mainly because the killer lets them, not because they're clever and are like skilled enough to survive like she is like if she if she fucked up at all like any other main character in a slasher movie fucks up excluding like halloween then she would have been dead she might have fell off a roof but at least she didn't like 
trip over a fucking tree stump in the woods and like die. She's the only person that <laughs> fell on like on accident fell and it actually well, benefited no, her. No, he uh she didn't like fall off the roof because she was clumsy. She he pulled grabbed away. her and she pulled away. Yeah. But still it's like the bitches it's... they like everybody yeah. else they just run, look back and then trip over a fucking root and die. That's one thing she never tripped. That bitch never tripped. She took a couple tumbles, but <laughs> not because she was clumsy. Not yeah. she fucking was looking back. It kind of reminded me of uh, Black Christmas. You know how she was running out, so out like she, she ran and never looked back, but then the killer like pulled her by her hair. Like this kind of reminded me of that. Man snatched her. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so she gets attacked, and then I love the I love the bookend of it though. She she goes out the front door, and no wait, uh, no Billy comes through the window, and he tries to make his case, and then he drops the phone, so that kind of like gives her that oh crap. And then she runs out, she goes to the front door, and then Billy is there <laughs> with the mask, man. And she she screams, and then he screams, and just like oh god, <laughs> this is the man that's gonna protect these kids. Oh man, I love it. Can we talk about how shitty the cop was? Dude, the fucking cop, just mediocre. He didn't really do anything. Dude, he was so fucking horrible. I would hate for him to be. (laughs) He can't even fucking hold it. Like, did you see the way he was like? Anytime he went like went into a room, he looked fucking ridiculous. Like pointing the gun. Like the way he just fucking would bust in a door. He just looked so terrified and unexperienced. He looked he never shot a gun before. Oh, Dewey, yeah. Yeah. He was unprepared for everything. If my life depended on him, I would be fucked. <laughs> Tatum, just get in the car. Hello, Sydney. Uh, hi. Who is this? You tell me. Well, I, I have no idea. Scary night, isn't it? With the murders and all, it's like right out of a horror movie or something. <laughs> Randy, you gave yourself away. Are you calling from work because Tatum's on her way over? Do you like scary movies, Sydney? I like that thing you're doing with your voice, Randy. It's sexy. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Are you alone in the house? Randy, that's so unoriginal. I'm disappointed in you. Maybe that's because I'm not Randy. So, who are you? The question isn't, who am I? question is, where am I? So where are you? Your front porch. Why would you be calling from my front porch? That's the original part. Oh, yeah? Well, I call you bluff. So Billy, Billy pretty much gets blamed for the murders or the attack, quote unquote murder. And then 
he goes to jail because he has a cell phone because it's the 90s. So, you know, if it doesn't look like normal phones, it's it's not, you know, burn them, burn them at the stake. Uh, it's it makes me laugh. But the uh, it's in this scene where it's like River, I know Riverdale has like ruined me because all I see is Cole Sprouts. Like that's all I see when he's getting arrested. <laughs> that's all I see in him now. It's just Riverdale. How about we talk about when Sydney punches Gail in the face? Yo, she fucking decked that bitch. Oh my god, I was not prepared. I love it. She was like, I forgot what she just said, but <laughs> Sydney. Oh, she was like, she she was like, um, talking about how she wrote that book on the whole case with her mom. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, oh yeah, okay, the case. And Sydney was like, just at pretending to be nice and then as soon as gail was like i'll make sure to send you a copy boom Boom. look it right in her fucking shit yo (laughs) i love i love tatum's reaction though it's just like boom bitch goes down (laughs) sydney super bitch yeah like she's so proud like that that's goals best best friend goals (laughs) oh god um, let's, I, you know, let's talk about Sydney's mom for a sec, just for a sec, because she's actually a very big part of this franchise. <laughs> um, so the franchise, you know, whenever they try to make a scream anything, the story they seem to go to is that person is paying for something that someone else did in their past that somehow d- relates to them. I say person because season three of the TV show, there's a dude, but it's generally a girl. <laughs> So the fact that uh, Sydney's mom in the sequels is revealed that Sydney's mom has messed her daughter's life up completely by just doing random things. And it's so funny that Sydney has to pay and fight for her life every couple of years because her mom decided to just be a hoe. Like, (laughs) like, no other, like, it all backfired on her. (laughs) It's so funny. But yeah, we, we hear about Maureen and I hate that name. Maureen. Um, like, I, you can't be a hoe and your name is Maureen Prescott. Like, you need something else. <laughs> hey, Maureen, throw it back. <laughs> Maureen got them yams. <laughs> oh, God. It's like talking to, like, can you imagine talking to a pimp? So, uh, what, what you looking for? Oh, uh, what you got? Man, my bitch Maureen. <laughs> Say less. Here's $500. Yeah, whatever Maureen was doing, it, mm, I would. I'm telling you, she had to have another name. Um, but yeah, so she she ended up getting raped and murdered, and they think it's this cotton weary guy. Uh, it's played by Liev Schreiber. I, I think most people know, him, or I know him mostly from X Men Origins Wolverine. He plays Sabretooth, but he's actually a really good actor. He's done a lot of stuff. He comes. He his character comes in in Scream Two and Three. So you do get the full story of what actually happened. Um, it's not any better. <laughs> but yeah, Marie ends up raped and murdered. And Sydney thinks she sees some dude leaving with his coat out of whatever they were, shacking up. Um, and then he gets arrested for it. So that's her story there. But getting back to the movie here. I also like, um, let's just skip on ahead to the second phone call Sydney gets. And, you know, it's kind of there to exonerate billy but it's also there to just kind of mess with her which i think is just extremely cruel it's like she can't she can't catch a break there's a scene of her in the bathroom i'm like she can't get no privacy it's like y'all gotta attack this woman 24 7 
She honestly didn't deserve it. Honestly. <laughs> Again, it was a her she mom did. Anything. Her mom didn't do nothing but be a hoe. She had nothing to do with them high schoolers, though. Yes. That is confusing. Oh. Like, why the fuck was that such a problem? Like, why did he was like, you know what? Your fucking mother was such a whore. I have to kill you. <laughs> I, I, it just, I gotta do it. Well, he like, said later, you. like, it was his mom's, it was her mom's fault that his dad left, or that his mom left. So, oh. I mean, but, so everybody's got mommy issues, basically. But still, like, so she had a second job. Come on, leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> so she had a side hustle. I mean, like. <laughs> Let her do her. Yes, but, like, that bathroom scene is brutal. Talk about, like, this is how I know girls are a lot meaner than people realize. They were in the bathroom talking complete Man. shit about this woman, and I'm pretty sure they knew she was in there. <laughs> oh, God. They think real fucked. I was like, uh, how do you not do, how do you just not cry after that? Or how do you just not immediately throw a punch at somebody? <laughs> yeah, it would have been hands on sight. So what you say about me and my mama? A bitch would have met. She would have kissed that dirty ass fucking sink. Yeah, but I will say, I put it in my notes. The girl in the purple and khakis has a nice ass though. Like, (laughs) I loved it. I just like, (laughs) well, you know what? She she's all right. She's she's right. Can't stop the horny. Nope. Nope. (laughs) All day, baby. Honestly, I find it underwhelming how unhorny this movie is, except Billy. He's, like, the only one that's, like, every scene he's in, he ends up making it about himself and sex, and it's so funny. He's a fucking hot sex <laughs> magnet. That's fucking why. <laughs> I told Shelton earlier, I was like, I'm kind of getting a little seductive by him. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, fucking get me. And Shelton was like, He's gonna fucking gut her. And I was like, <laughs> gut me. And something was like, buy a knife, not a penis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, it does make me laugh, though, because they have that hallway scene. And it's like, Sydney's like, my mom's dead. And he's, sitting, he's basically sitting there like, yeah, but we haven't had sex yet. And yeah. like, Bro. <laughs> there are two different conversations happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> it, makes, it makes me go straight back to scary movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love the thought of like she has an underwear rule and Savannah would just throw it. Like, like she would just give it up right then and there. Like, like it. All right. There you go. <laughs> My drawers. Here you go. You can have them. It's all yours. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, it's all oh. yours. Bring you and that bloody ass knife here. <laughs> I mean, like Savannah was, like, Savannah would like see him in Ghostface, but I see just fucking freak out. Then she she ended up getting a knife. I mean, the the mask off. He'd be like, oh, oh, it's you. Oh, oh, okay. oh no, I tripped. Oh, I hope I don't fall. <laughs> oh no, I fell directly into this washing machine. Help me out, step bro. Oh, step like, wait, what? Oh. Fucking, uh, creator. Oops, I hope I don't fall. Look how fun it is. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm fucking sip over that shit, man. 
I know my mom was murdered last year, but all right, fuck me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh. I wonder if she would have survived if she gave it up more often. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like if they would have just been like, all right, she's off limits. <laughs> but yeah, when it killed, when it just found some other person, like if she was. <laughs> <laughs> like would any of this mattered yeah like it, it would have any of it mattered like it none of it would have happened if sydney just said yes but she's a, she's a woman of standard she's not trash and i get it though it, it it plays into her character because she doesn't want to be perceived as the hoe just like her mom <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know savannah I can't with you. Oh fuck. We're gonna move on to the principal's death because that's because <laughs> I have nothing else to say. But uh except this. Um so uh Shelton, I told you about this theory back when we did Halloween. Uh, I wanna see if you're familiar with it too, Savannah. But uh so Billy's last name is Loomis. So let's track it back here. In Psycho the boyfriend's name is Sam Loomis. The theory is that Sam Loomis ends up quitting his like market job, whatever he was doing in that movie, and he goes off and become he marries the the girl in that one and goes off becoming a psychiatrist. And Halloween, Michael Myers' doctor is Sam Loomis. So it's perceived that you know after a decade later, he's this. Or, yeah, it would be like a decade later. Few decade, a few years later, Sam Loomis is now a psychiatrist, and he takes on the patient of Michael Myers. So a few years, a uh, few more years, not even a few more years, two two decades pass again. It's the '90s. We have uh, Billy Loomis. It is the theory is that Billy Loomis is like the great grandson or the great great grandson, or maybe just the grandson of Sam Loomis. And it kind of you know after his experience with Michael. Uh, again, that the Halloween series has a different bunch of different timelines. So there's times where he survives, and there's sometimes that he didn't. But in between that, he's got some girl pregnant, and he ended up having a family. And Bill Loomis is like the grandson. So, uh, putting that all together, how we how we feel about that little theory? That's a lot. I'd never watch Psycho, so I'm just not even in that conversation. <laughs> I can't make a comment. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little, it, I like how it all led back to, like, Halloween, but once you add in Billy Loomis, I feel like it's kind of far-fetched, like, he may just had a, although I, it made me mad that his dad's name was Hank, like, who decided that? Hank oh, Loomis? Even in 96. King of the Hill. Yeah, like, <laughs> Hank Loomis, and they live in California? I doubt it. They live out in, like, Oregon somewhere. <laughs> that is, they are not country. Uh, But yeah, let's get to the principal's death here. I actually, <laughs> This is, like, the stupidest death to me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he's throwing around those big old scissors, and he's playing with the mask. I hate that I hate that he scares himself in the mirror, <laughs> but it's so funny. Uh, Wes Craven gets a cameo, the director himself. He's he's the janitor. He's Fred the janitor, and he's in the Freddy Krueger sweat. Oh, in the Krueger, yeah. <laughs> I like how he goes, you stupid! What you say to me? And then he gets a little quick shot of him. <laughs> I'm like, oop, oop, back there. Uh, although... It's- Wild Krueger, mom. Yeah, but like all 
Although, if the man is getting murdered and stabbed and he's screaming in his office and you were just outside the door, did you not hear him calling for help? I would have left too. <laughs> Ain't no shame in the game. I'm not dying. That janitor just did nothing. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Like, like, you didn't hear him? He was at least like yelling. Like He's yelling I mean, in that scene. We, we, can, we can jump to later on at the, the last like little party area. You, you know, fucking, what happened to the, to the fucking tech, rep- the, the tech dude with the reporter, the cameraman? Oh. What happened when he, someone uninvolved, tried to help? Yeah, uh-huh. got oh. his throat slit. I forget about Kenny every time the cameraman Kenny. Although <laughs> when we first meet him, Gail just like <laughs> she shits on him so bad. I felt bad for Kenny. It wasn't worth it. She was like, if I tell you to move. That means grab the camera and get your fat ass over here. I'm like, whoa, it's lady. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Love the attention. He's a fucking bitch. And when Kenny died, I was like, it just, his name is just so funny. and just happens to be Kenny and he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I killed Kenny. You fucking bastard. Bro, I, I put that same exact thing in my notes. I was like, OMG, they killed Kenny. <laughs> 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 It was so funny. He was fucking, like, he, they put him on top of the fucking van, and Gail mm. was, like, driving away. And he, like, <laughs> took out the windshield. She was like, Kenny, get the fuck off the car. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, like, tosses him aside. I'm like, oh, that man had, probably I, had a family. I <laughs> felt her, though. Like, dead. at first she was like, she's like, Kenny, I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah, I gotta go. And then after, she's like, fucking Kenny, get off the like that thought that's me like oh my god i'm so sorry guys you're in the I, fucking way move your corpse it reminds me of uh i think it was family guy i forgot what happened but like it reminds me of when like i think peter was surrounded by like a bunch of like sick kids and he was like oh ew uh move please <laughs> uh, uh. Like, it <laughs> he was just like moving people out the way but yeah she 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 gets in that car and just leaves him like Oh god. He doesn't forgets how to use a fucking brake. Yeah, well I mean yeah. Randy was okay. no, was it Sydney? Sydney was standing on the road. So fucking, I don't know what that has to do with the brake. Fucking Shelton like the entire time was like, This fucking dumb bitch can't use a fucking brake? Who the fuck doesn't use a fucking brake? The nineties, they don't use brakes. They almost ran over Dewey and Gale. I mean you think she's gonna That's stop? True. That's true. <laughs> Dewey is literally a man of the law, and they said, nope, we gotta go see a dead body. I do want to talk about this video store scene. Again, Randy, my favorite. He This is like his first monologue here. Everybody's a suspect. And honestly, he was right, but it's like, also, I, it's kind of like irony that he's talking to the, he's talking to the killers. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually like it. Although he does say, he says, uh, if you just watch Prom Night, you save a lot of time. No, don't watch Prom Night. You will waste a lot of time. If you got to solve a murder, <laughs> solve it the right way. Do not stop. Do not stop the murder investigation to watch Prom Night. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. Uh, I've al- Also, I've always found, like, the curfew montage weird. Like, after that, we just get a bunch of people closing the stores and everything. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, do we need this scene? We kind of, they kind of told us already. Although, Sydney does make a, a Town That Dreaded Sundown reference. Uh, it's a it's a it's a pretty entertaining movie, and also uh, <laughs> scroll down the podcast list of episodes. It's the first episode of this podcast. Go check it out. 
um i do like i do like this other you know again the meta referencing it's it's like my it's 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 what fills me up uh in this scene dewey uh tatum and sydney are walking i guess they're going grocery shopping but like it's uh tatum is like what if this was a movie who would you have you who would you have play you sydney she goes uh and no dewey says i think meg ryan I, i don't know if anyone knows who meg ryan is anymore but maybe and then Sydney goes, with my luck, I'll get Tori Spelling. You know, Tori, Tori Spelling actually goes on to play Sydney's character in the movie based on this movie in Scream 2. But Tori Spelling is also the girl that gets, like, fucked by the ghost in, Scream, in Scary Movie 2. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, it's, again, fun, funny stuff there. Uh, but, yeah, they go grocery shopping and no one sees Ghostface standing behind them. Man... <laughs> I I struggle to see if those those scenes are real or not, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, they figure out that the phone calls are coming from Sydney's dad's phone, and then we get to Stu's uh, party in that amazing amazing house. It kind of reminds me of Black Christmas, of how that house looked. Yeah. Except <laughs> all the cops at the end don't leave everybody in the house. They just kind of you know they stop oh, the cleanup. Don't fucking get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, Stu's house is amazing. I want this house. It, you can They're go find all it. They're fucking rich, man. Yeah, these are definitely rich kids. Like, yeah, uh, it, no doubt about it. But his house is amazing. It's it's almost like a mansion. But you can actually go, like, find this location. I think they use it for like weddings and stuff now. Um, with that being said, my wedding will be held at this house, <laughs> and, every, <laughs> and everyone will be dressed up as Ghostface. So that's like uh. you know. There, that's my that's my dream wedding there. Uh, I love that they're trying to decide uh, what movies to watch. Uh, they're all Jamie Lee Curtis movies because she's the screen queen. Shout out there. I love there. Jamie Lee Curtis. So <laughs> yes. Uh, Gail crashes the party and plants that camera there, but it's a, it's a, it's a 30 second delay. <laughs> uh, 30 second delay, man. Fucked Kenny over. <laughs> it, his, own, his own device killed him. He should have known, though. So, Kenny, you slick stupid, but, you know, still didn't deserve it. So, yeah, so so Tatum dies. We talked about her scene already. Uh, Yeah, she just dies. She dies stupid. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do like that her head and her neck get crushed, though. Like, that little, that, that split crunch there. I like that. Poor, poor Randy, though, because uh, Billy shows up right after this. You know, he's the killer. But he shows up right after that, and Stu sends them to his parents' room, which, ew. If you know, if the plan is to get Billy to have sex with her, why would you send them to... That's disrespectful. Exactly. I guess he is a murderer, though, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) If I were his parents... I don't get what he's expecting. Like, all that... Like, I don't know. That's Murder a bunch of people at your parents' house? Like, fuck, dude. He broke the garage door, too. Well, they rich. Never mind, it'd be fine. I like how you're worried about the garage door. <laughs> like, Look, oh, it doesn't matter that like five people die in this house, but the garage door is broken. This- you can clean up blood. You can't replace a garage door by yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god. I do like Tatum's line though. Is this I spit on your garage? Like that's. Funny. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> I love that scene. Like her just reacting to everything. I love yes. her. 
It, it, again, it does remind you of a scary movie, though, where she's like, is this the part where I'm supposed to run and scream? Oh, and she does the yeah. thing, and he's yeah. pissed off, but she's not noticing that he's trying to kill her. Yeah, and then he cuts off her head, and she goes, oh, I guess I'm dead now. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole part. Oh, so good. I think Tatum does it much better because she's a better actress, though. I'd be like, oh, you know, you want to play Psycho Killer? Nod. Ooh, don't kill him, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. Oh, you're not making it. Someone should have told her. That line <laughs> was so iconic. Billy and Billy and Stu, not Billy and Stu. Billy and Sydney are they're about they're in the they're in the bedroom. He he pulls out that gaslighting bullshit. I that I was like, you know what, Billy, you're lucky. You're you're lucky. Because I would have, I don't know, is Sydney smart or stupid? Because I, it was pretty easy to catch on to what he was doing to her. Like, it, I don't like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm a, I have a more modern sensibility, or maybe I just know this movie well. But at the same time, I was like, Sydney should have saw right through that bold faced like lie he was telling. But she wanted to give it up, so she gave it up. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think she just had too much going on. She, she wanted to just for, be able to forget everything. She just wanted to, like, you know, let him slide in. <laughs> it is, I, I do. <laughs> I don't blame her. I do the same, sis. It's okay. We, we should get Savannah a t-shirt that says, Sydney was right. Let him slide in. Like, <laughs> Man. I would wear that proudly. Oh, God. Uh <laughs> My favorite part of their conversation, though, is like one of my favorite like lines ever. Uh, Billy says it's like that's it's like in Sounds of the Lambs when Jodie Foster keeps having flashbacks of her dead father. Then Sydney replies, "But this isn't a movie." And then Billy counters with like the best comeback ever. Sure it is, Sid. It's all a movie. It's all one great big movie. When you can't pick your genre, and then he like moves the hair out of her face. There he wins. He wins there. Her panties drop immediately. Like that, that right there is where she said, "All right, you know what? Take me." <laughs> <laughs> it was that moment right there. I love that whole like back and forth right there. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs they're watching Halloween, and uh, the scene that they're watching is actually my favorite death. If you go back to that podcast, I explain it. But it's when Michael Myers like like pins that guy to the wall. Yeah. Uh, so here we get Randy's. Uh, here we get Randy's second monologue. And we go over the rules of horror movies. So, uh, of course, I wrote them down. And I want to see what you guys think. So, number one, you can't never have sex. Meanwhile, Sydney's getting banged upstairs. Man. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. Yeah, so uh, never drink or do drugs. And I love that he says this while holding a beer drinking. in his hand. Yes. Oh, God. And then number three, never say I'll be right back. And it ends with Stu going, you want another beer? Oh. (laughs) And then again, like, the next scene, um, who says it? No, no. Okay, so after that, uh, after Stu says, I'll be right back, Randy says, yeah, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. Foreshadowing, because we end up seeing Stu in the kitchen with a knife. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So the, the scene after that, again, it plays on that. The cameraman is watching the whole, like, rules thing, and he goes, boring, or whatever. And then uh yeah he calls he calls it boring and then gail leaves the thing and says i'll be right back gail should have died i hate gail yeah she's really yeah i didn't like her 
I mean, she did one good thing in this entire movie, and that was... At least Dewey gets some, though. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, you know who else gets some? Sydney. Although, like... <laughs> It, I I feel like this movie kind of cheats though, because she's like they're getting dressed and like right where she's like putting on her shirt, Skeetle just like shoulder is standing in the way. And I'm like, oh no titties. No, she's classy. She's not that kind of girl. Yeah, but still, titties. You, you need them in a horror movie. Shelton knows. That is true. Yeah. You know, but the, I think they gave us enough titties with fucking old girl. That's <laughs> still hanging in the garage, by the way. Just, just hanging there. Bruh, I don't, I don't, how did nobody, like, somebody at some point that wasn't one of the killers should have fucking noticed. I'm sorry, but, like, she's the, the host girlfriend. She's She seems like she's a vibe. Like, she's one of the lives of the party, because she walked in, everyone's like, hey! So, like, how is nobody curious on where the fuck she's at? They some shitty people. Man. Definitely. We're gonna get to the final the final moments of this movie. Uh, we got Billy dies immediately, so or so quote unquote dies. I love that he just gets stabbed. Like he says, "What do I have to do to prove that it wasn't me?" Stab immediately. Like again, like I love how sharp and clever this movie is. So funny. It's just fucking comical. Yes. It's like, and then we get this, uh, so yeah, it's pretty much Stu chasing Sydney again and just getting beat, beat up. <laughs> Poor thing. Man. And then, uh, outside, yeah, Kenny dies outside, Gail finds the body. I love how she, right when she's getting ready to drive off, Randy pops up and she beats him with the phone. <laughs> Man, she bopped him a good four times. Yes, oh, that's so funny. Uh, another great moment, though, uh, again, with Randy, is that, uh, so he's sitting on the couch, and he's, he's watching Halloween because he didn't leave. All the kids left to go look at the uh, principal's dead body, so, you know, uh, why? <laughs> so that was funny. But, like, uh, Randy is sitting on the on the, the couch watching uh, Halloween. He's going, Jamie, turn around. Jamie, turn around. And, again, it's meta because the actor playing Randy, his name is Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> So it's Jamie telling Jamie to turn around in a movie while Ghostface is, or I should say Stu right is like right behind him. Yeah, it. I love it. I, I, just perfect. Perfect. My type of stuff. Frustrating to me. Like he was screaming like turn around and the whole entire time while he was screaming turn around, I wanted to be like, well, bitch, you turn around. Well, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it's the point. I liked it. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, Dewey enters the house and gets stabbed, so he was, again, useless. Man. <laughs> I do like when he enters the house, the movie is, like, you know, the music of the movie is Halloween. Like, he's, you know, I guess the movie's, the movie, the TV is so loud you can hear it, but I like how it matched up, like, that whole, like, score and the music, and he's walking through the house, and then, you know, we go outside, and uh, Sydney's getting chased again, and... <laughs> He go. He walks in through the front door and then immediately stabbed. And Sydney's like, "Oh no!" But uh, it's here we get Randy and Stu, and they're outside blaming each other. And she makes the right decision by locking them both out. Although, being a fan of Randy, I was like, "No!" Yeah, I know. He's fucking <laughs> But like, still. And then again, I was like, you know what? I feel like this would actually happen with like if 
<laughs> if we were in the situation. Like, I know I'll probably end up being locked outside somehow. Yeah. I mean, Walter, can we really trust you versus you not being the killer? Well, I mean, it can go two different ways. I can either be Billy or I can be uh, Randy. So no, it just depends. Okay. You're so, so fucking stew. <laughs> oh, stew? <laughs> fucking stew. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Elaborate? <laughs> no. All righty, then. Just, just think about it. Just think on it. Go to sleep. I, <laughs> wake up tomorrow. Uh, makes sense now. <laughs> just sleep on it. Yeah, well, it's from there. We find out that Billy is still alive, and he <laughs> falls right down. What is with horror that movies that people falling part. down? <laughs> Dude, that fucking that was hilarious. You realize that every horror movie we've done in this series, Psycho, the guy falls down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> Black Christmas falls straight down the stairs. Like she gets one of the hardest falls ever. Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis falls yeah, no. down. <laughs> Jamie takes it. She fucking hit the bottom of the stairs like a bag of fucking potatoes. My that, God, <laughs> it's so funny, Savannah. If you we, if you find it, it's it's hilarious. She like she didn't even hit the steps. She goes off the railing and then straight down. Like it's hilarious. Onto stairs. It was yeah. rough. Oh God! Um, crap. What was the? I guess there were no stairs in Friday the Thirteenth. They had cabins, so not every who, not everyone, but still, like, oh, uh, even in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, though, like, the stairs are turned into marshmallows, and then she falls down, like, <laughs> so it's it's hilarious. But yeah, Billy falls right down the stairs, and then we get our killer reveal. That uh, they let Randy in, and he gives the the line from Psycho. We all go a little mad sometimes. They shoot my boy. <laughs> uh, it, it hurt, but still, I like Billy, so I'm like, you know what? I I'm I'm, I'm okay with this. <laughs> so yeah, it's Billy and Stu. <laughs> I like how Stu goes around through the back door. Like, yeah, this is still his house. <laughs> um, so how do you guys feel about the killer reveals here? Um, I don't know. I like like I said, I've been new. I don't remember. I can't recall my memory of when I like, like it was revealed to me that they were the killers. I, it's like those that weird memory that you just always know. Yeah. And you just like, can't remember how or like remember like when you found out about it. Like I don't yeah. remember. I can't recall it. I've just it's one of those things I've always known. It was them too. Yeah, it's, it's like a pop culture thing at this point. Yeah. I it's love kind of like shitty though. It sucks that it had to be your boyfriend. It's like, damn, like my boyfriend will kill you. He just wanted to get close to her. Yeah. It was the boyfriend and his best friend. That's what gets me too. It's like the the goofy like, guy. You could have recruited anyone else. You got the goofy one. I love <laughs> Stu. He's my favorite. Stu is a, Matthew Lillard is awesome in this movie. He, he really is. He yeah, deserves he is all the good. praise. He's my favorite character in the show. My favorite moment at the end here is when they get Cindy into the kitchen. Again, Randy does, you know, he, he said it earlier. We'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. And Billy hands him the gun. And the way Matthew Lillard gives Skeet Ulrich the knife, he, like, presents it like it's a, a, a jewel or something. Like, it, it's funny. That little detail was funny to me. Uh, I want to say, like, I feel like they're not gay, but they're they're definitely based on two gay serial killers. I won't uh, it's called Leopold and Loeb. I won't get into their story because 
their story matches up well with another uh, an Alfred Hitchcock movie called Rope. And uh, one day, if we do that, I'll definitely go into that more. But I feel like this is what they're kind of relying on. I don't think they're gay, but they're a little bit too intimate to be serial killers. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna just catch it up to just, uh, I guess Sydney's just put out way too long. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but it, they're they're all over each other, and it's hilarious. But it's kind of like, uh, kind of uncomfortable. I do like the line as um, Stu is over Billy's shoulder. He goes, watch a few movies, take a few notes. It was fun. Like, what? What was that voice? <laughs> He's a goofball. Yes. He is. Yeah. Um, also, Sharon Stone gets mentioned like three times throughout this movie. <laughs> I don't know if you guys yeah. caught it. But like, uh, uh, does anyone know who Sharon Stone is? Much like who Reg- Meg Ryan is. Like, I know Sharon Stone because she's the villain in Catwoman who puts on a lot of beauty cream and becomes like a rock. <laughs> oh, no. uh, most recently, she popped up in Ratchet. She's the um, she plays the like the eccentric business, not businesswoman. She's like the the rich lady with the son. That's that's Sharon Stone. Uh, I think she's mostly famous for Basic Instinct, though. She does the uh. Sitting in a chair, white dress, and she lifts her legs and crosses them. But and you get the whole, is that a vagina or not scene? What? It is a thing. Like, y'all don't know the, the scene from Basic Instinct? No. I don't even know what Basic Instinct is. Uh, right? Hold on. Let me take that off the future schedule then. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all, I feel like you would, you would, it's one of those things where you, if you see it, you know it. Like, even Family Guy did it, where it's a, it's a woman oh, sitting in a chair, she's in a white dress, and they're interrogating her, and she crosses her legs, and it's like, is that, uh, is that? That's what you sent the other day in the group chat. Yeah, no, on, I, on the yeah, yeah. She crosses her legs and it's like, oh, God. So, yeah. So, we get the reveal that, yeah, they kidnapped her dad and they put him in a closet. My question is, how long how long are the events of this movie and how long has he been in that closet? Like, did they feed him? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh, it, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, before everything went down, though, uh, he was, like, the main suspect and Gail and Dewey did find his car outside the house. Yeah. I feel like, um, I want to know if, like, if anyone, if this is the first time, whenever they saw it the first time, I feel like everybody's seen this movie, but if, whenever they saw it for the first time, did they ever think the dad was the killer? Because, honestly, like, I don't remember, It was, I didn't guess Billy and Stu, I kind of have my suspicion about Billy, I don't remember who I originally thought it was, I think I was probably leaning towards the principal, and then he died, so I was like, well, you know what, forget me. Like, I feel like that I, made the principal too obvious, though. Yeah. The dad had a, you know, it would have been, it would have been, I feel like it would have been just as entertaining if it was the dad. Because it would have been Yeah, but it would have been just too obvious, because dad plays, like, no part in anything at all. Yeah. Except driving his wife away. (laughs) (laughs) Divorce court. (laughs) Jesus. He did. God damn. (laughs) He drove his wife away, she became a hoe, and now her daughter has to pay for it. Because Billy blames his blames Sydney's mom for breaking up his family, which like weird. That's a weird motive, but I get it. I understand. You got mommy issues. I like how uh, Stu was just there though. He was like, uh, yeah, I didn't really have any. Yeah, like he's like, I didn't really have a motive. I'm just here. 
Peer, he was, he's like, what, what are you going to say when the cops get here? Peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's going to work in court. Like, <laughs> peer pressure. Um, they had, a, I feel like they did have a great, like, they had a great plan, though. Like, killing someone on the anniversary of their own mother's death. Like, and doing, doing all this based on horror movies. Great plan. They just had to go and stab themselves first. <laughs> Man, okay, so Billy stabbed the fuck out of, uh, fuck, what's his name, shit? Stu. Yeah, stabbed the shit out of Stu, and it was like, all right, well, I stabbed you a bunch, I got my one stab, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, uh, I think, Billy, I think you cut me too deep, man, I feel a little woozy here. Like, I love that. Oh, dude, he fucking threw the phone into the back of Stu's head. He's like, ah, you fucking dick, you hit me with a phone. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I do like the, I do like, there's, there's some great lines in here. It's a scream, baby, and then he pulls out the dad. Like, I, as, uh, again, it goes with the title. Was doing there the whole... a lot of um, improv when it came to some of the lines for Stu? Because it really felt like it. You know what? But in a I good don't way. know. I I I should I I'm gonna say yes, but I think Matthew Lillard did a few interviews where he said no. Wes just had me do some weird stuff. Because it really felt like very like improv that worked very well. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, my favorite line from this movie, and my favorite one of my favorite lines in any movie is uh when uh, Sydney goes, you know, you guys have seen way too many movies. And uh, Billy replies back, no, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. And then immediately stabs Stu. Like, first off, I love that line. It's so, I find it really. It makes me think of you. Yes, it's it's me in a nutshell. I want that on my tombstone, honestly. I I honestly think it's false. I feel like you already have to be fucked up for something to be able to easily manipulate you into doing fuck up things. Why aren't you just a party pooper, then? I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. I mean, yeah, you have to be completely, like, you know, if you want to get psychological, if you want to get psychological on how this partnership is working, watch Scream Season 2. They explain it there. But, uh, it... (laughs) I'm serious though. They do go out their way to explain how the partnership works, and it is the madness of two. And that you know, Billy. I think Billy is the most, the most fucked up one. But he was able to manipulate Stu, and they were able to share a one psychosis, and that led to their murder spree. Although I could be wrong. I'm not a. I'm not a student of any kind, so don't. Again, anybody. Out there, all those those fifth graders, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't put me in your uh, your little book report or whatever. <laughs> you will fail. We said it back then. We'll say it again. You will fail if you continue to like quote us. Oh God, probably get suspended too. Yes. Although, uh, again, Sydney is smart. She right when they're not looking, she dips. <laughs> Man. She is just co- consistently smart, consistently making good decisions. Like, Queen. holy shit. Yeah, she hides in the closet and then calls them. <laughs> Billy's response is to rip up all the furniture. <laughs> Man, and fucking, fucking hurl a phone at the back of fucking <laughs> dude's head. <laughs> That's still my favorite part of the whole movie. Yes. Oh, you, you hit me with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
favorite part. Yes. So, uh, so we get our like our final moments here. Uh, Sydney stabs Billy with an umbrella, and then Ooh. she thinks she kills him. Yeah, she thinks she <laughs> thinks she killed him. Stu comes out of nowhere, and then she <laughs> she kills him with a TV. 90s TV, so you know that thing is heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Randy's alive. Yay, Randy's alive and a virgin. But Randy's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then Gail comes in and shoots Billy correctly this time. And <laughs> Billy kind of dies like Chucky, knife in the air, screaming, and then gun to the head. <laughs> Absolutely no, I love it. When she said that, I was thinking, like, Savannah, that's overkill. He's already dead. And then as soon as I thought yeah. that he got back up, I was like, oh, she's right. She's talking uh, yeah. Fucking, anytime you have the opportunity to stomp a man in the nuts, you fucking oh. go for it. Savannah? Oh. <laughs> Savannah, I'll say this. You're a little ahead of yourself because that exact thing, or something like that happens in Scream 4. Like, that exact thing happens in Scream 4. So, yeah, good on, look at you. Yeah, look at oh you. Yeah, but Billy does give his final scare right as Randy says it, and then they shoot him in the head, and we're, that's pretty much our end. Uh, Dewey's alive, and Gail gets her breaking story, and we get a great shot of the house and fade to black, and that's the end of our movie. Uh, like I said, I love Scream. I could go on and on about it. I'm very passionate about this movie. This movie is actually very inspirational, inspirational for me. Uh, you know, you guys have read my writing. I feel like every time I watch it, I learn a lot from it but uh recommends uh really quickly uh recommend or not recommend scream 1996 uh shelton yeah i'd recommend it it's definitely one of the better slasher movies out of anything you could go back and watch that's older yay savannah uh i recommend it just because it's a really good laugh yay. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> pretty comical and yes, I, I also recommend it. I think I've recommended all of these movies. No, I think I I kind of paced myself with recommending uh, Black Christmas. It, yeah. It's definitely specifically for specific people in a specific situation. I think I think Black Christmas is essential. While if you listen to uh, Friday the 13th, I was brokenhearted because I didn't recommend it because that movie was not how I remembered it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh no but yes uh so yeah so um before we say our goodbyes uh we're at the end here uh i mean I, I, it's kind of like a part two to how we started the show but again like you know did you guys enjoy this whole slasher series even though you didn't like slash movies did you enjoy going down the historical tunnel for this subgenre 
And really, what I'm really asking is that do you you do you see where my love for slasher movies come from? And you know, is it is it much clearer now? No, not as a genre. No, I, I still don't know why you love them so much. That's yeah, why I like, failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I understand why you liked certain ones so much, but not the genre as a whole. Well, I, I Trial just, and error, buddy. Trial and error. I yeah. tried. I, again, I think I like slashers because they feel the most realistic. I like the situation of, I, I would, you know, I, I do, I find the situation of it you know, not only entertaining, but more relatable when it's a human or humanoid thing with a real knife or weapon attacking me and, you know, a group of people I know, or not even a group of people I know, just like, just attacking in such a, you know, it's it, uh, taking a, a quote from uh, Scream, the series season one, you know, slashers burn bright and fast and, you know, you only have a certain amount of time for things and so I I like that aspect of it. I like the the environment of it. I like the feeling it gives off. I I, I enjoy slash movies. There there are my favorites of the horror genre. So I'll leave it at that. I mean I so, get why you like them. I do. It's more realistic. It's something that can literally happen to you. Like I get it. It's just nothing. Yeah. Like I feel like I can I can think on a slasher more than you, if you give me a movie with a ghost in it and it's like, you know, I, I'm a person I ask why is this happening? You know, a slasher is easy to understand, and you know, you know, Sheldon and I went in on Halloween. You know, that whole movie is a metaphor for virginity and uh, protecting it or uh, dismantling it. Uh, Black Christmas is a movie about abortion and uh, women's choices and are women safe? You know, Psycho, uh, it's, it's a suspense thriller about uh, morality and uh, does your situation define you or if you're, uh, does, do you define the situation? So I feel like slasher movies and really like suspense thrillers, and the, you know, this type of stuff speaks to me more because I can start a conversation with it. And not to say that you can't with any other like supernatural horror. Like I love Hereditary. I love Hereditary uh you know for me it's on the same level as scream i love it more than halloween hereditary you can definitely start a conversation with that movie uh we haven't gotten a killing of a sacred deer yet but you can definitely start a conversation with that movie or you know a movie that me and you both like Sheldon, the witch we you can start a conversation with that movie like so again those are more like elevated type movies within supernatural genre you know but uh, again, I I I'm much more gravitated to where I can put myself in the movie while also analyzing and debating the movie and what it's representing. Mm-hmm. Which I think you know all horror can do that as well, but I gravitate more towards the uh, person holding a knife and chasing people. <laughs> of <course. laughs> I like how she's like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the end of our slasher series. Um, it's it's October at this point, so we'll be getting into our uh, our little our story, our little six part story. Um, I'll I'll explain how that's gonna work in a, probably on Instagram or something. 
but I won't hold you guys up much longer, and I'm actually gonna go to bed myself. So, so that's our show. Thank you guys for uh, joining me tonight, and thank you out there for listening. Uh, for more of the Murderboard podcast, you can find us on Instagram at the Murderboard underscore Pod, and on Twitter at Murderboard the. There you can ask questions and leave comments. Feel free to request anything you want us to talk about in future episodes. Please don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. Uh, you can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and right here on Anchor Podcast. Hey, it's monetized. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> also, consider supporting the podcast and helping sustain future episodes such as this one by hitting the support button slash link down below in the show notes. Look for new episodes on Fridays and Sundays, and we'll catch you again on the murder board. Or, I should say, the murder train, because that's where we're headed, guys. October, horror story, we're going to be on a train. Murder train. I, I, I stole this ending from uh, Rick and Morty, so yeah. <laughs> There's kind of murder. Murder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Murder train. We're, we're all, we're, we'll see you next time. Yeah, go ahead. See you next season. Bye. <laughs>